Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio. This is Lucas Tiamore. And I'm Rachel. And with us in the studio is Gary. Hi, Gary. Welcome. Howdy. <laughs> Gary has an excellent radio voice. Yeah, we've been saying that all week. <laughs> a beautiful voice for the radio. I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll we'll let our, our listeners decide. Um so we are we are again missing Francis. Yeah, Francis is taking care of his mom tonight. Um but um we miss him very dearly. We love you, Francis. So I moved this week and um to like a very nice but very far out neighborhood and um Everybody like was coming down. There was somebody somebody came down with a chair and watched me move. And <laughs> there was definitely a vibe of there goes the neighborhood. I think he was sitting there the whole time. He just happened to pay attention once you were moving. Once I was moving, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a big week for you. It was a big week, yeah. <laughs> Very big week for you. Yeah, I feel I I've I've definitely gentrified some neighborhoods, but I th- this one I don't think I will cuz it's pretty far out, but Yeah, I think <laughs> I think you you might not gentrify this one just yet. Not just yet. Give it give it a little a little bit of time. I mean, eventually all the neighborhoods in New York will be gentrified, I think, because it's just not like enough space for everybody, but Which is really sad and really scary. It's really scary, yeah. There's plenty of space for everyone. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> you think so? Yes. Build up this what neighborhoods are arbitrarily valued higher than others is what prices people out of things prices people out yeah but i mean there's a lot of people who are like buying from overseas like buying apartments that they don't live in and that that's causes you know billionaires row bullshit like i've heard people do it like in in small like smaller apartments too like people who have less money like just to like have the value of an american apartment sure (laughs) <laughs> yeah but you're here you made it it was a big week but it was a big week we still got a lot of art made um we did there's this one piece we've been working on for like three years well Ra- rachel's been working on it for three years and then and then i uh, know but then we worked on it for about a year and then we uh, like we, there was canvas over the canvas and we decided we did not like what we made um and we ripped it all off the extra canvas and we saw her original piece and <laughs> I said it really only needed like one big thing on top of it, so I painted a naked girl. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> you, you painted said, an outline. An outline of a naked girl, yeah. So, um, you, so that it still shined through the beautiful art that she had made. You've been really, this has been a theme of yours, and it's actually, um, it's it's a big deal. They're not just um, naked women. They're naked women with... Ooh, how with say curves, it? with curves, with var- yeah. varying, varying body, body sizes. Size. Yeah. Um, we always <laughs> come up with visual things. to talk not about. Not that varying, actually. What? Not that varying. You. I mostly, kind of mostly do a specific type of. I, body I, 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 I sometimes my therapist was looking through my notebook and she was like, oh, you know how to draw thin girls, too. Um, but, but she's but she like but I don't draw them very often. Thin girls every once in a while get get drawn, but like. Not very often. There, there's I very, feel you only do that when you're drawing yourself. <laughs> I don't. I'm not thin. <laughs> well, all right. I'm I'm on the thinner side, but not. Um, these girls are, you know, like very voluptuous. Um, and you know, she was like, "Why do you draw them this way?" And I'm like, "Well, because women are beautiful." And 
Women are beautiful. I yeah. love women. I love women too. You really just draw what you like. I draw what I like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it is helping folks feel feel different. It's helping about a lot of people. Even even men have complimented me. Um David has been very like um like happy about um the like body positivity in my art and it's helped him feel better about his body. Yeah, thank you, David. Thank you, David. <laughs> yeah. Um we also told my roommate that she could um make art. I brought an easel to my new apartment and we told her she can make art and I guess she'd really never been like told that from anyone and we were like everyone can make art and that made her feel really positive. And I think it's important to like encourage the people in your life to have artistic pursuits. Oh yeah. I didn't think I could make art until a few years ago. And now it's like uh, something I kind of base my my life around. Yeah, um, Darks was the one like I, until like Darks had gave, gave gave me a canvas. Like I didn't really think I could do like a big canvas. Um, and sometimes people just need to be like handed a canvas, you know. That's just because you didn't have the materials, not because you couldn't do it. But I also felt I couldn't do it. Like that's why I didn't buy the materials. Like I just didn't feel like I could do it. Yeah, I think if no one, I don't know. A lot of times. Um, Folks are just very worried that it won't be good art or it, it they'll make a mistake. I know I was very worried. Yeah, I was I very worried to touch a big canvas. Like, I was like, what if I fuck it up? And then you're like, well, if you fuck it up, you just paint over it. <laughs> yeah, it was actually like the, uh, the psych hospital who told, showed me I could make art. But I'm very grateful for that. Renfrew? Yeah, Renfrew. Yeah, I, I am really grateful to them for that. Yeah. I think Ren, I had went to an art therapist before Renfrew, so I started to do, but she said I started, I made like everything very, very, very small. So she was so impressed when I started making big canvases because I was like afraid to take up space on the can, on the paper. Like in, um, when I first started making art. Yeah. It's like, it's also, it's showing like such a deep part of yourself in a way. Yeah. Like you can mask it and you can, you can use symbols instead of like literal, but. It is showing a very deep part of yourself. Yeah, you have really helped me, um, like, have the courage to mix colors because I didn't think I, like, knew how to mix colors very well. But you've been really showing me that, like, just try. And, like, because I, I, I was afraid, like, everything would just, like, end up brown if I, like, mixed colors. I mean, it's right, but then you'll... Yeah, but you're not clean about doing it, though. Like, you'll, like, do it out of the pot or, like, whatever. And, like, contaminate things. I do, I do contaminate a lot of my art supplies. Well, what do you, like, they get, they get turned to brown? They don't get turned to brown, but, like, I definitely, like, like in your oh, pink the colors pot, are no longer true because, you know, she'll dip a brush in one color. In you got you to get a little closer to the mic. The colors are no longer true because he dips from one palette to the, the next, like, one pot to the next. That's a thing that actually irks me. A great yeah, deal. he gets really annoyed. <laughs> He's like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> All right, and that's why I'll have, like, when I'm painting my models, whenever I'll have like separate things, like mix everything, <coughs> put colors on my palette, and then from there mix them in a separate area yeah. to keep everything pristine, so I have true colors, so I have my color recipe for what I'm doing, like and know it's gonna work the same way every time. Every time, if I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, Gary has a very different process. Yeah. I I think maybe I'm I'm in the middle. You you definitely mix on in your in in the in the like your watercolor thing is a mess. 
Oh yeah, like I I start off having like a clean <laughs> a clean palette, and then I get in I don't know I get on the painting high, and things kind of kind of blur together, and it's like this really amazing feeling of like being a little bit out of control, but not that out of control. <laughs> That's what I've been saying. You need to get yourself a wet palette to like be able to mix things. Yeah, we definitely need a palette. Yeah, but you really helped me be more spontaneous, Lucas. Thank you. Yeah. Or erratic. Or erratic. A spontaneous or erratic. <laughs> something like that. It's it's a fine line. It's a fine line. Oh, we want to thank um, the viewers because right now Amazon Smiles has, we have made $679 from Amazon Smile, and that's a lot for just being a small percent. Um, so definitely um, we'll announce how to do that later, but thank you. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for the station. So it's Saturday. Um, it is Shabbat. Um, I the Sabbath. It is the Sabbath. Yeah, my family would say it's Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Um, I really. What's the difference between um, Shabbos and Shabbat? It's just um, what like a tra- it's like, it's like a um, sorry. Yeah, oh, it's okay. It's like um, just a pronunciation difference. Okay. It literally means the same thing. From seven day Adventists, like they just call it Sabbath. Yeah, and Ash- Ashkenazi Jews, Jews from Europe, tend to say turn all the T's to S's. I'm not sure what the origin of that is. Um, but yeah, I I really love Shabbat. I think it is so radical and so punk. Um. To observe Shabbat. Oh. Gary's looking at me like I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> no, it From is. From Christian religion that observes it, I don't see that. All right, so here, here's my thought, and you can you can debate me. Um, so taking taking a day that's out of capitalist time, like you don't work on Shabbat, you don't work for um, a corporation, you don't work for the government, you don't um, buy from the government. You don't pay taxes. You take a day and you give it up to God. Or if you don't believe in God, you give it to, I don't know, very AA, whatever your higher power is. Um, and it's out of the normal capitalist framework that every other day of the week has. Yes. I don't know how that's super radical. It's been around for thousands of years. Radical doesn't have to mean new. Yeah, radical does not mean Am I like? Am I misunderstanding the word radical? Well, no, I'm saying <laughs> we're not going to radical. Be through the headphones. Is extreme it doesn't seem all that extreme a thing to do when people have been doing we're it on, forever. Right? Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure we're on because I'm, we're not coming in through the headphones. Yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking of extreme as new. Um, well, well, no, but like it doesn't seem extreme to me. To do this thing that many people across the world have been doing forever. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's ancient. Ancient. Yeah, yeah that doesn't seem like an extreme for, thing. It's extreme for this capitalist society because almost everybody spends money seven days a week. Yeah, and works works into capitalism. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yeah. So to, to- Well, I mean, kind of. I mean... Having grown up around uh, my 
oldest friend's dad was a uh, super of a Hasidic Jewish building. I'd hang out there all the time. There's some things that seem extreme about that where like you can't push the button to take your elevator to the sixth floor. Is it that does not seem like work to me? Yeah. You know, that seems like more work to walk up six flights of stairs. Totally. Than to like push a button and like there's you know, rabbis across the world who like all try to interpret the interpret the meaning of like what work is to like say what you can and can't do and somehow mechanical function falls into that and i don't get that so much yeah so i grew i grew up in that kind of judaism very like um rule based and it actually felt incredibly oppressive and incredibly isolating um and it's taken me a long time to come to this understanding that it's for me, not not about that. I don't really care if you use the Shabbos elevator or not. Um, it's more of like a a mind mindset change for one for one day a week and a change in who's authority. Like having like having to come to my friend's the super's apartment to ask my friend to come turn your stove off on the Sabbath seems ridiculous when you can turn a knob a quarter turn so you don't burn your apartment down yeah totally that's the type of stuff it's, it's it's a little it goes a little far yeah i don't observe that way anymore that's like a a kind of judaism that uh i think comes out of a lot of a lot of trauma and a lot of fear yeah and it's it's only been in the last few years i've been i've learned that there is such thing as um queer judaism um queer maybe meaning sexuality for me but for other people just thinking out outside the the box um and i've come to like a a different understanding i met more queer jews and anarchist jews do you want to play the song yeah i thought i thought we could play a a jewish song it's a a wordless song called shefa by a band named zusha
right. That was, once again, a band called Zusha. They're, that song came out in 2017, and they are a um, group of Hasidic men from Manhattan. Gary was commenting that... There are, there are plenty. There's a lot like, of communities actually living there. Yeah. I think uh, you see a lot of a lot more folks in Brooklyn, but yeah, Manhattan too. Yeah, um, yeah. And Gary was commenting, it doesn't sound like they're singing words. Um, this type of song is called a nigun, um, and it's a very sometimes it has Bible verses or um, repetitive Bible verses, but usually it's just nonsense syllables. The idea is um, you're all sitting around a table you probably did some learning together you're probably drinking some some wine and everyone can join in whether you know the words or not and it's a way to um transcend the things that are are going on in your life so yeah i didn't know if there had ever been a nigun on radio free brooklyn i wanted to try it out You are listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Your support keeps us going. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. What's up next, Lucas? Um, We've gone through most of our notes, but... um. Do you want to talk about um, Francis was bringing up that he felt like the old method of dissociative identity disorder. We've talked about this before in the air. Um, it's the new term for multiple personality disorder. It was the old way to handle that was to tell everybody they had to become just one of their alters, merge their different alters. Um, and Francis was saying how much he would miss. Um, I got a little mad because he did not say he would miss my other altars. He said he would just miss your altars. <laughs> I was like, okay, Francis. Oh, no. <laughs> I was getting a little mad at him on the, on the, on the phone last night, but, but that's okay. Um, I'm sure Francis would really miss your altars, too. Well, then I said, what about my altars? And he was just like, stay silent. <laughs> but, oh, no, um, Francis is not here to speak for himself. <laughs> he's not here to speak for himself. But, um, but no, um, you know, like, I think it, we... we we would really miss um, the different parts of you. Um, and I think people would probably miss the different parts of me as well. I would miss them so much. <laughs> I freaking love your altars. I did actually spend a year as like when I came out as trans, I thought I could not be. I thought I did not know that that, that was the new method. So I thought like, even though I didn't know I had multiple personality disorder, I, I thought if I, um, I'm going in and out on the headphones. Babe. What, what are you I, I think I got it now. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm so new to this. Um, I, I thought I would actually get like locked up if I was being all these different people. So I um, was very clear to be like Lucas all the time. Um, and that year did not go that well for me. I ended up like more, uh, more than a year. It was more than a year. Yeah, it was like it was a, it was two two to three years. And I the, those that time did not go that well for me. I spent most of it institutionalized. Um, so I know. It was terrible. Yeah. So I think, you know, like Lucille and Lucy and Kristen, um, like bring me a lot of um, clarity as well. I think they do. The thing is, I think it's weird that you assume that Lucas would be the primary if everything merged when Lucas is the newest. 
Well, Lucas was something that just didn't come out because um, because I didn't want to be persecuted, I think, you know, was why I didn't come out as trans younger. Um, because, like, he, you know, I think existed inside me, um, which is some, something that, you know, he, I think, met my therapists, but didn't meet, like, the outside world. Um, and I had multiple professionals um, really push me to you know, become trans, not push me in a way that, you know, Steve thinks they pushed me like negatively. And like, but I think that they, they just saw a part of me that other people didn't get. To Perhaps see. we shouldn't use Steve's opinions. Oh, he's, he said it on the air. He's come on. I understand that. I'm saying perhaps we shouldn't assume that his opinions are valid in any way, shape or form. <laughs> Dude, Lucas is super real. <laughs> yeah. Lucas is, you know, they met Lucas. So they, you know, wanted Lucas to come out. Yeah, Lucas is my boyfriend. He's super freaking real and he is wildly different than <laughs> your other alters. They're all different than each other. It's actually- I find a quite a bit of overlap. Between Lucas and Lucille? Everyone mostly. Oh, all my yeah. I think Rachel's alters are a little bit more very varied than my yes. alters. Yeah. <laughs> um I think mine I'll I'll share a lot. In common, yeah. Yeah, I mean, DID is a spectrum. Like, everyone has different different parts of themselves in a way. You know, not, like, necessarily alters, but, like, oh, this is who I am at work, and this is who I am when I'm with my family or my I partner. like to call it hats. Like, I have my work hat, and I have, or, like, mask. Like, but, I mean, alters are different than masks, but I guess hat. I have, I have my, <laughs> my work hat, and I have my, like, you know, like, friend's hat, and... Yeah, what happens in DID is that the the parts or the hats get separated farther and farther um, by like walls. Yeah, and for me, the wall the walls are are pretty solid. Yeah, they're like they're like brick walls. <laughs> um, they're starting to to have some cracks, but they're they're really pretty strong walls. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I didn't I don't even know if I believed in DID fully until I met you. And now that I'm like witnessing it in someone else, I'm like, oh, damn, this is real. <laughs> like, this is actually a thing. Yeah, I'd probably say that uh, Lucas, his walls are probably more like drywall. They're than porous. Bricks. They're porous. Or maybe just really heavy curtains. Yeah, really heavy curtains. That's a good, a good way to put it, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they're really heavy curtains. Like the curtains at a theater. You know what I mean? Like oh, those velvet ones. Yeah. No, those um, uh, <laughs> you know, um, a drape king curtains they put up to uh, segregate things during Fashion Week or yeah. like for an event. Just yeah, someone put up some pipe and drape. <laughs> That's what's separating anything for you. Yeah. Can we play a song. Sure. Let's play. Um, this is my favorite song. If you know me, you have to. Listen to it all the time. <laughs> Let's play Sail by AWOL Nation. All right. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
That was Sale by AWOL Nation. This is Lucas's song. Yeah, I played oh it. I played it on my program this week. Um, it has a pretty intense music video. Um, and and people people's eyes were like, what the fuck? But then later in the week, in, with different participants, we had a dance party to it. Um, and some people got into the dance party and some people did not. <laughs> Just, yeah, th- this is pretty much your, your anthem. It will always make me think of you and the crazy things we do together. (laughs) (laughs) Gary's looking at me like, oh, God, not again. (laughs) Well, I have no idea what crazy things do together. Um, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, 
But how about those Mets? How about those how about Mets? Mets? <laughs> um, next week I'm meeting Lydia Lunch, and ho- and she's gonna be um later this year um on the radio. So we're really excited about that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That's exciting. Yeah, it's really. Exciting. You're saying something about December? Why so long? Um, she's gonna be going away. She wants to come into the studio. So can't she just come in around the time you're meeting her? I don't know. She, you know, has a busy schedule. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll we'll get some other cool guests, some interesting folks before that. Maybe I should hit up some of the old school golf groups. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I I I actually at Renfrew got in trouble for saying like I was like because um, we're not supposed to talk about appearances. So they said I'm not allowed to talk about being goth. And I don't think goth is just an appearance. I think it's a whole like subculture. Correct. Yeah, so I got really upset at Renfrew. All right, all right. We have a we have a friend a text from Francis. He's straightening out the situation. Francis says, I was not quiet when you asked if I'd missed your altars. I love all of you. Okay. I knew I knew that's what you were gonna say, Francis. <laughs> I knew that's that's what Francis would say. We also had a text from Calvin. Calvin is out there listening with Emily. With Hi, his friend Emily. Emily. Um, we love all of them. They're all part of our Archstar student family. Yeah. We we would not be able to get all this done without having a network of people. <laughs> totally. We, <laughs> we need a team. We definitely need a team. This sh- this show is a is a poly show. We need a team of people. <laughs> So what did he say? Are we doing a good job, Calvin? <laughs> um, so Rachel went to the zoo this week with the kid she works with. She, Rachel um, does paracare with um, um, a kid that's autistic. Yeah, working. I, I love working with him because he's he's an awesome person. But I also just uh relate a lot to your brain working working somewhat differently i might be autistic i took a test online and i know those aren't necessarily 100 percent accurate but it told me that i was definitely had it <laughs> that you definitely have autism yeah it was like it was like obviously a professional needs to diagnose you but like you are in the like i was in like the like there was no like chance. In the range i was of. in the i was high up in the range of like having it high in the range so i mean totally possible as somebody who is autistic came to me and was like, I think you should take this test. Like, yeah, I think you have it. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll just like take it. And <laughs> yeah, my mom was like, you are not autistic. <laughs> Cause she would know. Right. I know. Yeah. Well, she is a special ed teacher, but I think she just didn't want to like add another thing to the list of like things that are wrong with me. <laughs> Thing, things that are, are, Oh gosh. Not wrong with me. But. I don't know how to put it. Yeah, not wrong with you. Not wrong with me, but, but I would didn't mean like it, it's wrong to have an autism. But I think schizophrenia is definitely looked at as like things that are wrong with people. Yeah, yeah. Well, her version of reality doesn't really conform to uh, what is true, considering and in reference to you. Yeah, my mom. Um, she she hates me. What? I don't think your mom hates you. No, she did invite think... me on vacation. She did invite me on vacation. It was and... probably out of obligation, hoping you would say no. <laughs> oh, man. It's so negative. I think no, we... it's just factually based on 
all information I have over the last several years. I don't think she feels obligated. When my nephew was born, she kicked me out of the family. Um. <laughs> Francis says things that are unique are not wrong. Francis, I thank you, Francis. Very much yeah. agree with you. But the, your nephew was a basically a reason she would have to do so because then she can use it as an excuse of I have to protect the protect the, 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 the next baby, generation. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Since that's no longer the case, and she always wants to save face and look good in her like you know social circles, she has to do certain things a certain way, which includes inviting you on family trips. Yeah, she doesn't want like my aunt to be like, "Well, where where's Kristen?" And her be like, "Oh, I didn't invite her." I didn't invite her. Yeah. No, she's she's very much a person who cares more about her the, appearances. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she I think has to save face on everything. She's been trying to be to be more supportive. She's been trying to be more supportive. Like she goes to Nami. She's trying to learn about schizophrenia, you know. That doesn't actually relate to like care. It relates to like her needing to appear a certain way and feel And I like, think also she wants she wants way. to complain. Like it's a place where she can complain. Nami is National Association for the Mentally Ill. And they're a great organization and they have um, groups like you can actually if you're mentally ill, there are groups you can go to for free. But there's also groups for family, um, which there's not a lot of groups for family members. So I think that's a really important thing that they do. Um, And but I think I can imagine my mom being like, poor me, poor me. Like, what was me? My child, my my child schizophrenic. (laughs) I'm watching the meter that shows like how loud, how loud your voice is. And whenever you imitate your mom, it like it spikes, spikes. (laughs) it spikes and it's like. Loud, but she really loud. does which talk is that great loud. at 4 a.m when she's like <laughs> ranting about her mother and has to like do the voice, has to do the voice. And yell at the top of her goddamn well now lungs. now we have proof because i'm watching because you're watching the meter <laughs> i don't know the technical name for it the radio meter thing <laughs> the thingamajig the thingamajig that tells you when you're very loud <laughs> of course that is a technical term for it that is a technical term <laughs> obviously my poor neighbors. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> and like trying to like control you when you do it at my house. Yeah. It's fucking mind wracking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or your house. Yeah. I love you. Babe. Like you will like <laughs> give up and I will still be trying to do it. <laughs> like, Hey, you have to keep your voice down. Building. You know what? That's what I mean. Like I will be like, Hey, Gotta lower your voice. Gotta lower your voice. Completely looking me in the eyes, ignoring me <laughs> in your house. Like after you've given up, knowing that like nothing's gonna happen, and I'm still trying to be like, "Hey, people have work and shit." All right. So Francis has a question. What's the question? So Francis's mom's doctor said she can't have wine, but she really wants it. Is it wrong for him to be giving her non-alcoholic wine and lying and, and lying and lying and telling her he's telling her that there's alcohol in it? He's like he's like there's not much alcohol, but there's alcohol, but there's literally. I nothing. feel that's a ruse that will not hold up very long. I know. So She's then it's all it about like the repercussions just- that he <laughs> doesn't care about feeling once she you know realizes that is you know 
and I get, you know, protect your mother. That's super important. But do you care about the wrath that will come after? <laughs> I, think she'll, I think she'll probably have like what's it called? The placebo effect for like you're like, oh I'm that drinking only, wine. I'm drinking that wine. That really I'm depends on like like how much like if it's you're doing one glass of wine a night and like, you know, that's all you care about, then sure. She's only doing one glass for a while because like for a little while, we were doing more than that, and then um, her she wasn't like doing well with the doctors, so we had to go down to one glass of wine, and then maybe like a nightcap of like a half a shot, like it, like not not a full shot, like a half a shot. Um, so she's not really been drinking a lot for a while, um, and I don't think because of the amount of drink- alcohol she was drinking before, she ever really felt the glass anyway, because it wasn't really enough to get her. Okay, so this is like a ruse you might be able to keep up for a while. But I think it's a ruse you could keep up for a while because he's. But then, like, also, is like one glass, like, really the end all be all that the doctors are like. The doctor said nothing at all. all. Yeah, because the doctor knew about the one glass and knew. They're like, not even that. They said not even that. Yeah, Francis said it's been working all week, and there is point. (laughs) There is is 0.5% alcohol. But but at, at, at that point. Then, like, because drinking one glass, like, you're probably not gonna really feel anything anyway. Yeah, then, like, she didn't why, feel why not? Like, she's is like a, just for she's the a taste? lifetime drinker. I think it's yeah. for taste, but yeah, I, that's, so then let the like, can't you just like talk? Yeah, sorry, and be like, she's hey, also can you just do years the... old and she just had a stroke? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if she also like might feel a little different anyway because she's on all these medications, probably. Probably. I mean, I'm not sure if she is, but my dad is on. I'm not sure. Everybody's different, but my dad, after his stroke, they gave him a lot of medications. So, yeah, um, yeah, keep people alive. Keep people alive, and I think you feel a little off on them anyway. But um, yeah, my dad did continue to drink, like um, on the medications, and they, you know, unfortunately, make like the medications not work, it, like. It, and just or like fucked him up more. Fucked him up more. He, you know, like um, it's you know definitely causes his Parkinson's to de- degenerate quicker. You know, um, yeah. Um, but he's doing pretty well. Like, except for now, he is probably going to have to get a like. He, I think like either a walker or a wheelchair. Yeah, um, and so he's pretty upset. Yeah, about that. I would uh, deliberately check out at that point. Yeah, personally. Yeah, he's pretty quality upset. of life is a thing that's weirdly not important in america i don't get that yeah i mean we don't have death with dignity but practices yeah. well we do have the ability to go out and buy a shotgun at a kmart so that could be your death with dignity <laughs> francis says parents fucking lie to their kids all the fucking time i mean they talk about santa claus Okay, well, I, yeah, I was horrified by that. When I found out Santa wasn't real, I went and, like, told my little cousin. I was like, they've been lying to us. And then I got in so much trouble. And, like, I'm like that That per- is a dick move, just I'm, in case I'm, you didn't know I that. I know. I'm the person who ruined Christmas. I'm the kid who ruined Christmas. Like, children exist in a world I was of horrified. fantasy. I was horrified. Like, I thought, like, I just wanted to, like, enlighten my cousin. I but I my I got in so much trouble and I was like the you know nobody liked me for a little while there. <laughs> it mainly sounds like it was spite for being lied to and instead of like trying to enlighten anyone. Yeah, but like children exist in a world of fantasy of like story tales of you know 
prince slays <laughs> the dragon, rescues the princess. Easter bunny, you know, like tooth goddamn fairy. tooth fairy, Santa Claus. These are things that like can help children feel like the world is safe until one day to realize it's not. So I, I still kind of live in that fantasy. I get so lost between what is really going on and what's um what's a fantasy. Me and Lucas can sometimes get in a little bit of a hole together oh, yeah. with that. But sometimes it's really good. This week, my, my fantasies have all been about Puppy Surprise. Does anyone remember Puppy Surprise? <laughs> puppy Surprise is when there was this, and they had the cutest little face. There was this, like, little puppy, and it, it had all had, like, you didn't know how many babies you were going to get. But so we saw one at the thrift store, but it had no babies. And that was very upsetting. So we were going to buy it, but not we're not going to buy the Puppy Surprise without... Oh, yeah. And they actually run for pretty expensive on the internet, so it would have been really cheap at the thrift store, but there was no puppies. So who wants a puppy surprise with no puppies? It's a Well, mystery. it wouldn't be a puppy surprise. It'd be a disappointment box. The baby had, like, the, the <laughs> mommy had a miscarriage surprise. <laughs> oh, no, that's not, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, my God, I love that so much. Oh, that's so awesome. Thank you. I thought it was, Thank you I thought so it was much. a kidnapping situation. <laughs> Kidnapped nope. from the womb. And then I, I found this. Uh, People do kidnap babies from the womb. I've, I've, I've learned about it in true crime. Bailey Sarian has taught, educated me about that, about somebody like fucking killed the person and, and yeah, cut delivered the baby, the baby out. Cut the yeah. baby out. Oh my gosh, this went so much darker than I was expecting when I brought up Puppy Surprise. <laughs> we are talking about dark. This is just, you know, facts. No, it is facts. It is facts. Yeah, no, like, and then, so then it wasn't, but they, they, it was the youngest, um, like, they didn't know how, they couldn't legally do an Amber Alert for the baby because they, they, they hadn't put it into the law. Um, that, that like a, like an unborn child can be like, yeah. So they didn't know what to do and they didn't know how to get the baby back. They didn't know how to alert the society, like, people about it. And it was like really. Yeah, because uh, like it's, a so there's a weird, it's like a weird legal limbo of like unborn uh, yeah. versus. So Randomly, like, like, just coming out of a vagina somehow, like, changes status, even if, like, one day earlier. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, can you imagine being, like, the baby daddy or the father of that, I mean, the father of that child and being, like. My wife's been murdered. My wife's been murdered. And, like, someone cut her open and took our kid. Yeah, like, the poor guy. And, like, that that woman was uh, pretending to be pregnant for, like, Pretending eight to months. be pregnant, and she needed like, to bring a baby to court. Because like she was like um had she had been like pretending to be pregnant and part of like she'd gotten in trouble with the law and part of it was like she was like had said that, that she was she pregnant was and so she like brought the baby to court like very risky like, yeah but like even then like it's like if you do a home birth you're gonna have like someone show up someone Dula, show up. yeah uh you know you're and like I, her you know, and her baby daddy didn't even question it so that, like that stupid guy I I, I don't know I, how how you he was, she, she just like showed up and said, he said who's like sharing your bed with I you know about, about unless, being like, he's, unless she's just like oh I'm pregnant I don't like no fuck you leave me alone blah 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 yeah <laughs> I know it's wild it's wild that went to a different place <laughs> <laughs> you saw that episode too or you just no, knew I'm about like, it Seeing that in like the news. other things, yeah. well, not even the news, like just like other things. Like there have been a. Lot. I know you love your like murder, 
Monday murder makeup, like, you know. Murder mystery and makeup. Yeah. But she doesn't do it anymore. Now she's moved on to dark history. And it's much more legit where she has, like, lawyers working with her because, like, for a while, she was having uh, trouble getting um, sponsors. sponsors because, like, um, uh, and, like, I because think. I don't know how people, people don't also threaten to sue. A&E gets plenty of sponsors, and they do nothing but, like, you know, know, informative murder porn all the time. I know, but I guess it's, like, more sacrilegious when you add makeup to it. <laughs> how? I don't know. We listened to the dark history of Lisa Frank this week. Oh, yeah, they locked the people into the warehouse. Yeah. That's that, that, that's very illegal after the Triangle Shirt Factory. They were like, well, you have you know to draw I mean? dolphins. You have to draw um, rainbows. After those, that's very yeah, illegal. The, 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 uh, in the, uh, the they were building the clothing, the triangle, the triangle Shirt yeah, fa- in, yeah, Factory. The, yeah, it was on was in, in Washington fabric- Square Park. Yeah, after like the fabric Yeah, that was, I actually um, went to school in that building. That building got remade into an NYU um, building where we go to where we have classes and it's very creepy like to be in this like building where you know that there's like, just so much yeah. death like um that's not yeah everywhere in new york has so much death no matter what building you go into that's true. most that's of them true. are like 100 years old so. yeah we have a lot of history to our buildings here um radio free brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy they're laughing at my radio voice <laughs> <laughs> No, I was laughing at how, how dark the puppy surprise conversation got. <laughs> and we, I just had like a sudden turn. It went from like murder to hello. <laughs> but I'm going to go back to it. How are you doing? How are you, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you're an Amazon shopper and would like to donate in a way that costs nothing to you, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash Amazon and register RFB as your Amazon Smile Charity. Every time you shop, a portion of our approach um, portion of our of your purchase benefits Radio Free Brooklyn. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of the, your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android. Available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about our programming or upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Nice job, babe. Thank you. I don't have as good of a radio voice as Gary, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> Want to hear a song? Sure. Let's play. Um, let's play I Don't Blame You for Grinding and Shining by The Hood Internet. <laughs> Gary takes me, doesn't take me seriously. <laughs> All right, here it is. All I want to do is ride around shining while I can afford it. Plenty ice on my neck so I don't get nauseous. 
float around in the greatest of portions. Feel like a chuck wagon, cause I'm on 12 horses. And the three behind mine, uh, they be the click. So much ice in their rollies, this shit don't tip, man. Winter through the summer, kill us what it cost me. While I'm shoveling the snowman, call me frosty. Did it love a hundred thousand dollar kitted German driver with big rims and low pro tires? Fucking with college bitches with innocent, looks like Maya. Corrupt their mind, turn them to liars. I do them well. Dior whore, Christian LaCroix, keep guns stashed under the floorboard. Enough to start World War, paradise and reaches. Who next to beaches? Hair pressed, blowing in the wind. Shit about long as Jesus. Hostily speaks the gospel, so match this. Push a push, jumpy keys with these sounds of crackness. Um, the black mother steward, let me show you how to do it. Break down pies to pieces, make cocaine quiches. Um, money piles, highs my nieces. Hefty bags full of cash, cars full of ass. Rolex presidential bitch full of glass. Ride around shining while I can afford it. Plenty ice on my neck so I don't get nauseous. Float around in the greatest of Porsches. Feel like a chuck wagon cause I'm on 12 horses. And the three behind mine, uh, they be clicked. So much ice in their rollies, this shit don't tip, man. Winter through the summer, kill us what it cost me. While I'm shoveling the snowman, call me Frosty Lover. From ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me Subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that, Jack. On the off the track, I'm heavy cuz, ball to your falling, keep it up to the Betty Gov. Sorry, my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes. Benz convoys with the wagon on the side. Only big boys keep juices on the ride. Gucci Chuck Taylor with the dragon on the side. Man, I make a buck why slam. I'm trying to show y'all who the fuck I am. The Jews is flirting, be damned if I'm hurting. Legend in two games like I'm Pee Wee Kirkland. Platinum on the block with consistent hits. While Pharrell All keep I talking this shit. While I can afford it, plenty of ice on my neck so I don't get nauseous. Float around in the greatest of Porsches. Feel like a chuck wagon cause I'm on 12 horses. And the three behind mine, uh, they be the click. So much ice in their rollies, this shit don't tip, man. Winter through the summer, kill us what it cost me. While I'm shoveling the snowman, call me Frosty Lover. Welcome to the world of rollies. VS Diamonds in that $50,000 showpiece. Got me shining, first nigga holla, show me. Let that 9mm turn a fella ghostly. Hell, I'll even grant amnesty to those who owe me. You need to raise your glass and toast me. Niggas can't figure the format for hustler criteria. Not chrome, chrome rims with stallion insignia. Listen, young, and you're only just begun. You understand when you're older, said father to the son. Who would have thought such riches stem from ill rhymes? Canary yellow diamond size of yield signs. Slow down and proceed with caution. Carousel of horses with dual exhaustion. Fess up. Youngin, you'll always be next up. Go against side forever, play catch All I up, do nigga. Is ride around shining while I can afford it. Plenty ice on my neck so I don't get nauseous. Float around in the greatest of Porsches. Feel like a chuck wagon cause I'm on 12 horses. And the three behind mine, uh, they be the click. So much ice in their rollies, this shit don't tip, man. Winter through the summer, kill us what it cost me. While I'm shoveling the snowman, call me Frosty Lover. We were just talking about how you're um, at the strip club not allowed to grind and shine because we don't we have a no glitter rule because <laughs> not everyone knows maybe what grind and shine is. You want to explain? G- Gary, do you want to explain? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that. It sounds like someone being all oiled up. <laughs> so you get cocoa butter over your pants while they're grinding. And and that is not a good look for the strip club. And, no. all, and glitter is also not a good look for the strip club because... It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere, and we don't. And want then you have wives. to explain it to your wife, exactly. your girlfriend. You've said this to me whatever. many times. There's no glitter in the strip club, babe. <laughs> um, yeah, we we were also talking a little bit about about grinding. Oh yeah, remember? <laughs> you remember when we used to grind? Like I don't know. If it, everybody comes from different generations, probably who's listening. But our generation, um, we're millennial. We're elder millennials. We're elder millennials. We're elder millennials. We, we were born in '87. Me and Rachel <laughs> and um, Gary's a little older than us. What year are you born? Eighty two. But he still 82. he still knows but how you, to grind. You were still in the grinding time. You your grind <laughs> eighty two is definitely still in the grinding times. Like we we did a lot of grinding in the club and like you'd find like a random person and go grind up on them. Yep. Yeah. You know, do a little pump and grind. Yeah. But that was like, that was, like, really that was normal. That was, like, was normal. Really normal. Everyone was doing it. Like you it wouldn't be weird if someone just came up from you from behind that you didn't know, didn't say hello, just started grinding on you. Like, well, no, you had to get you had to like do the eye contact first. Iconic first. That's it. And then like, yeah, you know, and then like, it would basically be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're good. We're, okay, we're good. Yeah. All right, let's, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're, we're going to dance together, and then that dance could be basically, you know. Like the, humping on the floor. <laughs> you know. I got like really into my grind. The lumbata, the forbidden dance. <laughs> we were we were grinding in the studio over here. Wish wish you guys could see us. Well, actually, I kind of don't. I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of glad this is a radio show. But... I kind of don't wish you could see us. Uh, today today I was like, do I look all right for the radio? And then it's like it's like a funny thing to say. It's like it's you know like we're it's, we're not going to be on the radio. Who cares? Someone thought I was insulting you, Gary, this week when I said you had a great voice for radio. I was like, no, I swear I wasn't saying it as an insult. At all. Why is that an insult? She was like, does that, like, that means, like, you don't, like, have a nice face. But that's not what I mean. No. No, no, no. The insult for that is you have a face for radio. You have a face for radio. Yes. Yeah, that's A voice insult. for radio is a very different it's thing. It's a very good thing. That means you're there soothing. Is an actual you know who has a insult great... of you have a face made for radio. You know radio. who has a great radio voice? But I, wa- I wasn't saying that. You know who has a great radio voice is Ted Bundy. He... I used to fall asleep. Well, he does uh, books on uh, tape. He he. Well, he used to do the um. He like he has all he had like recorded a lot about his crimes with like before he like died with this guy. And so then he I, also do uh books on tape. Also. I didn't know he did books on tapes, but uh, but he did like long hours of recording about his crimes, and I've listened to them just to like fall asleep. And it's so soothing. It's so the... soothing. Like, and I can see how he like got his victims because like he, he I might get in the car with him too. Like, I literally listened to him to fall asleep. I was like, oh, Ted Bundy. Oh. You will get in the fucking car with anyone, so it doesn't. <laughs> Like don't, that, tell, that, that's don't like, tell that on the radio. <laughs> Our fans are or we can just it. have you stop getting in the car with fucking people. No, no one try to kidnap Lucas. Don't don't kidnap me, please. We we need him. <laughs> I would appreciate it if you didn't. <laughs> we love him and we need him. <laughs> Less than a minute, y'all. Less than a minute. Um, you've been listening to. Art Star Scene Radio, also known as a safe space. I'm not sure it was safe tonight <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn. Um, Gary, was it safe? Did we did we provide a safe space for you? Too early to judge. <laughs> he doesn't know the trauma that's going to ensue yet. Oh my god! <laughs> I've been around you enough to know 
There will be trauma. What? Yeah. <laughs> there will be have trauma. An idea, have an idea. <laughs> um, 